Hello and welcome to this podcast on human capital and development. Today, we will be exploring the factors that contribute to the differences in output per worker between rich and poor countries. We will be discussing the role of human capital, which is viewed as having both a qualitative and quantitative component. First, let's define what we mean by rich and poor countries in terms of labor productivity. Rich countries are those that have a high level of output per worker, while poor countries have a low level of output per worker. This difference in productivity is often referred to as the development problem and has been a topic of much debate in the economics literature. One key factor that has been identified as contributing to the development problem is human capital. Human capital refers to the knowledge, skills, and abilities that individuals possess and can use to produce goods and services. In this view of human capital as a central factor in explaining differences in output per worker, the amount of human capital of a high school graduate from, say, Rwanda need not be the same as the amount of human capital of a U.S. high school graduate. The two-dimensional view of human capital differs from a one-dimensional view in that it recognizes that the quality of human capital varies systematically with the level of development. This means that the typical individual in a poor country not only chooses to acquire fewer years of schooling, but also acquires less human capital per year of schooling. In other words, the quality of education in poor countries is often lower than in rich countries, which means that even if individuals in poor countries receive the same amount of schooling as those in rich countries, they may still have less human capital. So, how can policies be implemented to help poor countries improve their economic situation based on the understanding of the factors accounting for the gap in output per worker? The policy implications of this framework are clear. Policies that achieve small changes in increasing total factor productivity, TFP, and improving disease environments can have large long-run effects on output per capita. The effects are not primarily due to the direct impact of higher TFP. Rather, their indirect effects, those on the quantity and quality of schooling chosen by individuals, account for most of the impact. It is important to note that the effects described in this podcast refer to the long-run impact on the relevant variables, and they take place over several generations. For some reasonable parameterizations, it can take more than 40 years for an economy to converge to the new steady state. Moreover, some preliminary work suggests that the dynamic adjustment process may be quite bumpy, with periods of high growth followed by periods of stagnation or even decline. In conclusion, the role of human capital in economic development is a complex and multifaceted issue. While policies that improve disease environments and increase total factor productivity can have a positive impact on output per worker, the indirect effects on the quantity and quality of schooling chosen by individuals account for most of the impact. Therefore, policies that focus on improving the quality of education and increasing access to education can have a significant impact on the long-term economic growth of a country. Thank you for listening to this podcast on human capital and development. We hope that you have gained a better understanding of the factors that contribute to the development problem and the role of human capital in economic growth.